0: Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson at WilliamsonNFL. Drop me a tweet there whenever you like. We've been doing this five days a week. We're going to wrap it up with matchups to watch in Steelers Patriots, a game that I expect to be extremely low scoring, one in the margins, special teams, a bounce here and there, penalties, um, field position, things like that, Belichickian stuff. But I am shocked that the uh, the Steelers are not favored in this game, even without TJ Watt. So let's talk about when Steelers have the ball, some matchups to pay attention to. Speaking of Belichick, he has a very good record against guys like Trubisky. And that's not a knock on Trubisky, but unproven young quarterbacks. And he still kind of qualifies as that. That's, you know, I, I'm sure he'll throw things at Trubisky that'll be difficult, you know, so... Uh, that, that one's just throwing that out there. I, I wanted to mention um, McCordy, their free safety. He's really the veteran Belichick on the field guy, very valuable. And these are things you probably won't notice in the game, but just his value as a communicator and, you know, getting everybody aligned right is a big deal for this defense. So valuable guy that's had a great career. just want to kind of call him out. Um, I think the Patriots' best defensive player, right now is Matthew Judon. He might be their best football player. And with all respect to Judon, he's he's very good. He's not great. Um, they will move him around. He's very physical. He, he is a stout run defender at the point as an edge player. More often than not, I would expect him to be lined up over Chooks, the right tackle. And Chukes's protection has been really good. So I would expect the Steelers to leave Chooks on Judon a fair amount alone. Um, that, that still favors Judon, but it'll be a good test for Chooks. I mean, if he holds up that department, I'll be pretty impressed and he'll get some help here and there, chips on the way out, third and eight, those type of things. But what worries me is running to the Judon side. He's so stout and physical at holding that edge and forcing everything into the linebackers' That I'm really gonna keep an eye on them. The Steelers' success when running at Judon. Same thing's true with the interior line is there's two kind of different beasts from the the D D tackle position for New England. Is traditionally they've had the godshaws and the guys that are just beef and power and wide bodies. They're not will fork, but they're big body dudes, you know, that eat up a lot of space, free up the linebackers. And they still have those types, you know, the 320 pound guys that don't run well, but they're not stiffs either. Um, I think this interior line, particularly Mason Cole is going to have a hard time moving them on interior runs. But one of my favorite Patriots, if not my favorite Patriot is Christian Barmore. I think this kid is a star in the making going into his second year Kind of reminds me of Stefan Tewitt. He's that type of guy, can really run, great athlete out of Bama, um, some inconsistencies. But on throwing downs, you will definitely see him in there, and they'll mix him in throughout the game too. He probably plays two-thirds of the snaps when it's all said and done. But I expect him to cause problems. Um, I mentioned Judon's their best player. Barmore's my favorite player. But that's quickly followed by Kyle Duggar. They're really versatile uh, safety. I think Barmore and Duggar will end up being the two best t- players on this defense before long. I'm guessing that you're going to see Duggar on Friermuth a lot. And as I mentioned yesterday, the Patriots and this applies in Week One have destroyed tight ends. They've done great work on tight ends, and I think Duggar's a major, major reason why. And I think Friermuth, you know, production wise. Took a huge step forward last week, might take a small step forward this backwards this week. Which leads me to the next point is I want to see the Steelers target the running backs, namely Najee, assuming he's fine in the running in the passing game a lot more. And that's been a big weakness for the Patriots. Their linebackers aren't great coverage in, in space dudes. Um Najee, I think, is still scratching the surface in terms of what he could bring. As a pass receiver, not just a dump-off guy, but as a route runner, um, this is a game where I would really look to that direction a lot. Um, but really, with the exception of Fryermouth, I think the Steelers' offensive skill guys have a big advantage in this game. I mean, traditionally, New England has always had one stud corner. Gilmore, J.C. Jackson... Revis, you know, like they they go outside the organization and pay those guys. Well, that's not how they're built now. They got a bunch of dudes with the last name Jones that are all young and unproven. Um, they're more slots than outside. They don't have great size to deal with Claypool. Um, I would expect Pickens to be more involved. I'm not worried about him in the slightest, even though his stat line didn't make you do jumping jacks, but he was running routes at a high percentage of the, the snaps. That's where your matchups are. It's probably not Fryermuth, but it's Harris versus linebackers and all three of your top receivers against these corners. So assuming they can protect, and this pass rush isn't tremendous, although Barmore and Judon will cause some problems amongst others, I would think that you will get some open receivers. You know, and what more could you ask for? So those are the, the, the matchups I'm looking at on the offensive side of the ball. Quick break. Come back here in a minute. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, All right, we are back, and the Mac Jones-led Patriots come to town here to do battle against the T.J. watt list Steeler defense. So, without Watt in the fold, I think you blitz a lot. And, you know, we talked about this, that against the Patriots, you saw a lot of too high shells, very little blitz, and still got home. Well, without Watt, I think you put Minka... Back in the deep middle for this game, as opposed to using him all over the place as they want to do. But for this game, I think I park him in the deep center field, crowd the middle of the field, crowd the line of scrimmage, blitz Jones a lot, be, and really generate pressure that way. Because I don't fear their receivers at all. I mean, much different conversation, total opposite conversation of what we just had. I mean, Kendrick Bourne's our most efficient receiver, Myers is their most consistent but boring move-the-chain slot machine type. Devontae Parker, they're treating as their one. I like Devontae Parker, but I don't think he'd even play in the Steelers' three deep. So I think the Steelers' corners as a whole probably have that advantage, not by leaps and bounds. It's not the best group of corners in the league. But I'm trusting those guys with Minka as my goalie over the top and trying to take away quick hitting routes, the run game, attacking Jones with blitz. I think that's the strategy I'm using here. And uh, the Patriots are really always going to be they're pretty much 50-50 of 11 personnel and 12 personnel. And so that's a very high percentage of 12 with one back, two tight ends, two receivers. They want to get Jonu Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry on the field together. I mean, that's they're paying them to do that. They didn't make that happen much in the past, but they did last week. So I think you're going to see a lot of heavy sets with them. They no longer have a fullback on the field. So I think Edmonds is a key guy, especially if Minka is often in the deep middle. You're going to see a lot of snaps. Edmonds on tight ends, probably Henry more than Smith, but not necessarily. Um, big game for him. More so as a coverage player, but also against the run. I think I told you guys this the other day. I mean, they ask a lot of different duties from Edmonds, none of which I think are ridiculously challenging for this particular you know game. But he is going to be a key guy, in my opinion, for sure, because they want to feature these tight ends. And Edmonds does a nice job in tight end coverage. So here's another interesting little wrinkle is we know Watt's not playing. And Reed will fill in his spot, I assume, at left outside linebacker. See, this is the thing I'm going to look at more than anything, is the obvious fix for the Watt thing is you put Reed in on the left side, Highsmith stays on the right. Okay. I mean, I can live with that. Uh, I like Reed. Um, He's kind of the opposite of how I describe Judon, though, is he's a little light in the pants to play the run, you know, 90% of the snaps and secure that edge, but he's explosive. He's a twitchy guy, good change of direction, not the biggest, um, but can it gets off the ball and he can play either side. But why I bring this up is the, the tackles for new England couldn't be more different. Their right tackle is Isaiah Wynn. Who's an undersized tackle, first round pick, very agile, light feet, um, built more like a guard, but isn't a mauler to be a guard, to handle power. So he's, I don't want to call him a finesse player, but he's light on his feet. He deals with speed pretty well, where Trent Brown doesn't at all. I mean, Trent Brown is a massive, massive human being who spent most of his time at right tackle. He's playing the left side for New England now. I don't quite understand the logic of why Wynn isn't on the left and Brown is on the right, but that's where they're comfortable. That's what they're rolling with. And he is a power player. You know, like, him versus Reed is probably a 100-pound difference. Him versus Highsmith is probably an 80-pound difference, or, you know, something like that. Um, Highsmith absolutely can beat him one-on-one with speed, quickness, technique, pass rush moves, all those things. But, you know, who do you – where would you rather have Highsmith? Because he could play on the left side, too. I mean, he could bully win. Reed could be this, this small guy, you know, coming against uh, Brown. Just curious how they work that. And I also have this hunch that you might see some new formations that they haven't featured yet. And for those of you that paying attention, I've talked about this with DeMarvin Liao since they drafted him. He spent a fair amount of time as a true edge, even at 275, 280 pounds, and he might even be heavier than that now. He operated at AM and out of a two-point stance as a stand-up edge guy. So maybe you put him over Brown and just try to match power with power and Highsmith kicks to the other side where you have a better advantage and he can probably whip him one-on-one. Well, I like Highsmith's one-on-one matchup either way this week. Um, but Leal versus Reed isn't any different or couldn't be any further from different or any further from the, the same. I don't know how I, fell out of my mouth wrong. Um, in terms of what they bring to the table, setting the edge, the power, you know, New England's going to run the ball a lot. I'm not real comfortable running at Reed time and time again, doubles with tight ends and win or whatever. So I'm real curious how they work those things. And it's been a long, long time. But Chris Wormley also operated out of a two-point stance at Michigan. Not that he's an edge defender, but maybe you'd have a power end line up in TJ's spot and go left to right defensively, Wormley, Cam, Ogunjobi, Highsmith, or even you take it a step further and have Highsmith on the right, have Cam be a real power end and have him just bully win time and time again with Ogunjobi and Alu Alu in the middle. I think that's a possibility. Or if I am going to use Cam in that regard as a edge player, and I'm not talking like asking him to be Joey Porter dropping into coverage. I'm just saying align him on the outside shoulder of the tackle, you know, or head up on a tackle. Would you rather fight mass with mass and put Hayward on Brown, or would you rather have Hayward just try to bull rush the smaller win? So all those things are really interesting to me. Um, Even without Watt across their defensive front, the Steelers have a lot of options. But their best players with Watt out of the mix, with all respect to Reed, who I think is a really good pickup, and I'm, I'm, I am I'm, think he's going to be a success here, you know, when asked upon as a three and as a spot starter. But your best players probably include having three big people when in your four-man front and Highsmith, as opposed to two big people, Watt and Highsmith. You see what I'm saying with this? I hope I'm describing that all right. But that might be a new wrinkle, and... What's interesting to me, and trust me, I'm sure the coaches are aware of this, is that fits the Patriots. Like, that wouldn't fit against the Bengals, who are going to play 11 personnel with three receivers and throw it all over the place. You need to be fast. You don't want big, heavy people. Alualu Alu didn't play a ton, you know. It's, but this week, if you practice that and install that package, you, then you have a very short week and travel to Cleveland in just a couple days. Well, they're the perfect team to do those things against. I mean, they're a big run-first team that uses a lot of tight ends. So maybe this is a two-week stint without Watt where your opponents say, change your front up a little bit on defense and get bigger. And Liao would fit that extremely well. Cam can do anything. And Wormley would as well. You know, I mean, he's the least dynamic of those three, but you trust him. And he would hold the point there well. Because I worry if you play a lot of snaps with Highsmith and Reed, who, again, I like both players, in these next two weeks, that your edge run defense is compromised a little bit. You know? So, that's what I have to say about all that. Uh, We'll see how that happens. I will definitely uh, mention those things as soon as the game is over. and get getting your ears that way. Curious how their defensive fronts align. So, that's my biggest thing to watch in this game. All right, thanks. We will talk to you soon. Bye.